This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And you listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get 50 whole dollars towards any new mattress. Everybody, the internet's seventh leading pop culture show, continuing the, its descent into <laughs> complete irrelevance. It's where we pick a pop culture topic every week, do some research, give you, give you some fun sound clips, uh, multimedia infused. Laser Time itself is a merger I, of uh, yeah. Cape Crisis, uh, um, <laughs> kind of yes, Laser Industries and Time Incorporated, <laughs> and the Hearst Corporation, and yes. Time Warner Interactive, uh, uh, Lewis Wild Production. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's probably a good kickoff. Hi, I'm Chris hey. Antista. I'm uh, piss fetishist Dave Rudd. No, I'm not. It's just, it's just, Too late. That was a timely joke. Oh, my God. I'm a uh, merger of two human beings who merged <laughs> to form me, Brett. Ah. I'm a host of Conspiracy Theory, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> That's Michael Graham, in case you don't know. Uh, gotta try and... This is something I want to do for a while, but I, it, everyone I pitch it to is bored before I'm we're done with the We're finally doing it, Chris. <laughs> we're finally exposing the FEMA death camps. I wanted, I wanted to find... I wanted to track... The mergers and acquisitions of companies we just see and don't really take in every day by by like I don't know I don't I don't know a lot of economic theory I don't know a lot about socialism or capitalism, which is why I wanted to grab uh, someone we know and trust to explain the nature of capitalism to us, ladies and gentlemen from uh, 1956. Still Yankee doot it. Oh. No, Elmer Fudd. Out of profit, he must pay dividends to investors. Profit must be put back into the business to buy newer and better machinery. Spend his profit on machinery? When does it all end? It never ends. <laughs> Constant replacement with the weightless machinery makes the industry more efficient, thus enabling it to pay higher wages and still make a profit. This efficient operation also results in more goods of better quality and produces them at a lower cost to everyone. None of that is true anymore. But uh, the, the whole second half of uh, the higher wages and better standards of living, that didn't actually uh, ever happen. A higher quality product, which is what America is known for. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, yes, we're all west, we're all left coast uh, lefties and stuff. But can, it, I, can I quickly point please, out how please. hilarious it is for someone to do their put upon Elmer Fudd lisp yeah. and explain... Capitalism, <laughs> but uh, I want to squat metal for the troops. <laughs> One of the things I, I, I do know that you know a lot of pe anti-capitalist people predict is that sooner or later, everything will be owned by a very, very few amount of people. And uh, like I, I can frame, I'm gonna try and frame some of this as a quiz. Yeah, a who is Elmer Fudd owned by? Time Warner. Brett Elston, Jesus, that was loud. Uh, <laughs> That's how right I was. Yes, that is how right you were. Uh, but yeah, Warner, Warner Brothers. Yeah. And just to get like loosely into it, sure, yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, but is actually Time Warner. Yeah, Time Warner is a merger that dates back to 1990, uh -huh. which follows up a previous merger of Time and Life. Time Life Books. Yeah. Time Life Books. Time and Life, which happened in 1961. So Time if, the magazine merged with Life the Serial. <laughs> yes. And if you, if and you then listen, Mom approves news every day. <laughs> if you, if you, and if you listen to uh, our, I, it was one of my favorite episodes I did on a research level was the history of pay TV and that Time Life financed 
the invention of cable via HBO, huh. originally called the Green Channel, because it was like $200,000 a foot to lay cable in New York because skyscrapers were blocking out the over-the-air signal. So they needed a direct feed. It's the going rate for a uh, male <laughs> porn star, by the way. As well. <laughs> but again, we go from Time and Life magazine to Time Life to Time Warner to AOL, AOL Time, Time Warner. Warner. AOL purchase yes. AOL swallowed up its competition in Netscape and its next acquisition was Time fucking Warner uh, the most 90s thing you can imagine is America Online having that much money to like buy time and that they yeah. uh, to use a wrestling term they headline the merger they're yeah. above Time Warner mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like the, the, mag- the magazines that like were institutions no the yeah. internet service that was big because for that's, that's, five years that's the clarification I wanted because it was AOL who bought them and put yeah. their name in the title oh. they eventually sold AOL off to this is a fucking tangled web. Of course, they all will be. To Verizon, to to Verizon, who's now who just bought Yahoo, mm-hmm. uh, and so like uh, I believe you mean Alt Taba. Yeah, yep. Alt Taba. Excuse me, <laughs> Alt Taba. But Time Warner, uh, a member of the Tronk Network. <laughs> so, growing up, the big, the big, the mover and shaker in cable television was HBO and uh, Turner with TNT, TBS, mm-hmm. Turner Classic Movies, WCW Wrestling. Yeah. Yep. All, all Time Warner now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who just bought Time Warner? AT&T wow. for $85 wow. billion. Dollars. So technically, Elmer Fudd is the property of AT&T. <laughs> so th- that's that's more of the, the, yeah, yeah, the that history also, I'm trying to trace of like yeah. how all these yeah. all these small companies end up getting bought up by one or two big companies. Yeah. And to emphasize that, last year, the top grossing films. Mm-hmm. Number one, Finding Dory. Two, Rogue One. Number three, Captain America Civil War. Number four, all oh, the outlier, The Secret Life of Pets. Number five, The Jungle Book. That is... One company responsible for four, four of, the of the top five films in on the world. Yahoo. And, and, and like when we do 30, 20, 10 and we look back at like 86, it's like Crocodile Dundee, Top Gun, yeah. Aliens. And they're like ev- all different companies. Yeah, tons of different companies. All and, different companies. And, uh, but it also shows like you'll find because I'll have some uh, video game company mergers later. A lot of these are usually born out of they are competitors mm-hmm. that end up having diminishing returns mm-hmm. because there is a certain point in capitalism where like you're not going to get. Like you hit that Dude, ceiling. The factories got so good at making yeah. the floppies that nobody <laughs> needed them anymore. And one of the one, they either team up out of like they're 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 failing or, or they're on the path to failure or one of them is just doing so much better. They're like, well, why why compete at all? We'll just absorb you, and yeah. you're going to end up with monopolies that aren't really monopolies, but or they are been monopolies. Chosen by the lizard men to yeah, succeed. Yeah, to succeed. And, and part of what we'll see is that but this, what, it, what, this what else happens is weird is like that makes you wouldn't think uh, are AT and T and Disney competitors. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because AT&T is like telecommunications and phones, but AT&T now owns DC Comics yes. because of the Time Warner yes. shit yes. and Warner Brothers. Yes. So yeah. that makes AT&T acquired by Warner Brothers. and Disney are now owned Mar- Marvel and DC. And that's like, all the internet that you need to watch all of these things now, too. Yeah. So you're limited to whatever Disney films they would want you to see based on the internet, which is the confluence point I think we're coming to. Which, mm-hmm. like, uh, I wanted to see if you could I guess. gotta watch George of the Jungle and Mighty Joe uh, Young every year. But I need to have a separate internet account to do that. <laughs> And you're are you playing us off? And you're forgetting about that. <laughs> what was that noise? That's NBC Universal. Ah, now NBC Universal, owned by Xfinity. And the best, the funniest example of this, and I couldn't get a clip of it in time. Thirty was Rock. Thirty Rock. Yeah. When Cable Town is yeah. buying Thirty Rock, and like the, the guys just laughing how they don't make it, they don't actually make anything. Yeah. But neither, neither does AT and T. But they sell the pipeline that gets you content. So now they want to control the content. Yeah. So not only is uh fucking, it's like Disney, AT and T. And Comcast. Those are the three big media companies. Comcast bought NBC, Universal, which, man, I love. I, I don't want to get too much into that history, but like when the TV channel started out and they own 
the Wolfman? Well, they're they're <laughs> they're regulated. They were regulated by the FCC, and to keep a monopoly from happening, like the movie companies couldn't start their own channels and put them over the air. So they they do. Universal made most of the television. I'm shows. imagining uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon now sits on the boardroom table with a minority <laughs> share interest. Like, Eating glad a fish. I'll, I'll <laughs> accept that. I would have accepted the creature, but um. this is a lot more funny than the actual situation, which is. But, awful people sitting around tables. But they, oh, and they bought DreamWorks. Did I mention that? They, yeah. Like, Comcast More like bought Nightmare DreamWorks. Works. But it's crazy that Comcast, a company I loathe, mm -hmm. uh, for reasons I've gone into numerous times over the past eight years. Who haven't really made anything ever. Uh, Rebranded themselves Xfinity because yeah. everyone hated Comcast yes. so much. Um, yeah. And I guess it worked, mm -hmm. but um, it's just like, how is a cable company that just gives you channels you don't watch and charge you too much for mm -hmm. end up with so much money... That it can buy Universal, it can buy the people it's and the making network, money off of, and the network. Like, yeah, it's like it seems like such a backwards. It seems very deceptive. It's if like if you were a furniture salesman and then you end up buying the company yeah. that makes your furniture. Like, mm. how did you get that successful when somebody else made this? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much. It's a terrible analogy. NBC bought Universal for, but yeah, I don't have or, the number. But it can't couldn't have been much because Universal's just been like. For years, what do they have besides Fast and Furious? Well, the, fa the reason why Universal isn't in the top ten of the mm -hmm. movies this year because there wasn't oh, a Fast and Furious, yeah. which usually is like a Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> and if you go through the rest of the list, number six, Deadpool, just technically Marvel and technically Disney, but Fox, Fox and miraculously Fox, Zootopia, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, Fantastic Beasts. I did like it. Oh, that's why Deadpool is the ribald one. <laughs> for the top the thirteen highest grossing movie of twenty sixteen is episode 7 of Force Awakens. Wow. So anybody else who bothered to make a film, you, you didn't beat last year's Star You didn't Wars beat 2015's film. movie. You, you didn't beat a 2015 movie. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, trying to, trying to like, man, tangle, tangle up that web of who owns what. Uh, I didn't want to be more about acquisitions, but mergers that are just kind of out in the open. Because what we'll talk about later, we're going to talk about other things outside of entertainment and some video game companies, because video mm -hmm. game companies have done this too. Um, but let me see what I want to do next. But I, I didn't want to get too much into it, but like you got McDonald's and then you have every other fast food restaurant owned by one the Yum Corporation. Owned by Pepsi. Yeah. Who also owns they have a group called the Dr. Pepper Snapple Seven Up Group, because they own that too. They own uh they acquired yeah. Long John Silver's Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, A and W. Frito Lay, Doritos yeah, Lay's, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. This company named Yum. Yum yep. that owns like almost everything you ingested in the last sixty days, yeah. most likely. So yeah, not so much into they that. Still somehow can't make Pepsi more popular. Yeah, <laughs> they can't make Pepsi, like not even with every the, fast food planet, fast food restaurant on the planet serves Pepsi. Dave, nah, I'll Dave, Coke. they all have iced tea. Give the Dr Pepper Snapple group yeah. some time. Yeah, Dr Pepper's great. I love that <laughs> shit. That's good stuff. Uh, but sort of like mergers that are right in front. Of, well, well, normally when this happens, like someone rebrands or has a different company name. Whereas like at, at the end of every fucking The Voice. You have to see NBC Universal Comcast. Like yeah. you give a fuck that all these companies have got together and can't decide whose name goes first. Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and they have a they always have a jingle that you didn't realize you had memorized until you mm. hear it and you're like, oh right. I just can't believe they're all owned by that guy who does the typewriter thing and then he flings the page <laughs> over his head. That's we crazy. are that is Steve Cannell Productions that we will talk about <laughs> in an upcoming episode of Talking Simpsons. Uh, TalkingSimpsons.com. Uh, yes, uh, that that's that brings me to another one. Um, we see a merger example all the time. Uh, 20th Century Fox. Mm. It, why is it still called that? That is a 1935 merger of 20th Century Pictures and <laughs> Fox Films. There you go. And and yeah, you've yeah. seen you've seen that a thousand times. You it, not only have you seen it, this is what I love. 
is that you've heard it. Mm-hmm. So I, like no one yeah, remembers. Yeah. We just call it Fox. Like yeah, there's yeah. Fox News, there's Fox Sports, mm-hmm. but we still call the movies. Well, we don't call Caveman NBC and be <laughs> Caveman NBC anymore. Uh, but that when you see the 20th Century Fox logo, think Star Wars. You yeah, all know the theme, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the 20th Century uh, Pictures dun, logo dun, from 1935. That one. Here comes Hitler. <laughs> that's the that's the 20th century Pictures. fanfare. Yep. The the rest of it comes from the Fox films. Wow. So it's a little slowed down. You're not only looking at a By the way, fucking. Everybody who played every instrument in both of those songs is dead. It's <laughs> totally oh, dead. Yes. Everybody involved in this is dead. You They're all like skull trumpets. That <laughs> when you think when you think of Fox, who do you think of? Like Rupert Murdoch, yep. the guy who owns all that shit. But it, that it was just a little studio by a guy named Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes from. Fox Films, MGM Studios. Ah, oh, jeez, Doc. MGM no, no, Studios, the weirdest. The weirdest, most incestuous brand of all time. Uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Mm. Brett Elston. I'm gonna give you a ding. Randy Orton Pictures. I forgot to do, <laughs> do my. <pictures. laughs> uh, but it's a it is a merger between Metro Pictures, Goldwyn Pictures, and Louis B. Mayer Studios mm. from from the 1930s. Because I think they did Gone with the Wind. They did. They and did. also a line was involved. Uh, yes, a lion was involved. Yeah, that lion's still alive. It's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And live forever. But that, but that, you know, MGM's brand—they were valuable for their library, mm-hmm. and their library has no value to people our age and especially people younger. The Gone with the sure. Wind, the musical era, the studio system stuff—we don't really watch that. Ten people hate you right now. <laughs> Diana and <laughs> people like Diana, but it just MGM is barely a company anymore. Its library is owned by Time Warner. Uh, and what the Disney Park MGM Studios rebranded as Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, used to have mm. some meaning to the MGM Studio, and I do believe, like without the Bond license, MGM is kind of nothing, mm-hmm. because even Sony had to come in. Sony, who is now oh. what? I was supposed to be my question. Who tech? What company technically made Ghostbusters? Is it not Sony? It's like Spider Man. It's a Sony joint. Well, I'm gonna give you. A technical okay. ding. The answer is Coca-Cola. Because in 1982, Coca, like if, if you can find like an original Ghostbusters VHS, it was a Coca-Cola company. Coca-Cola bought fucking Columbia Pictures, which uh, which Sony yeah. uh, Sony still uses Columbia, but also throws in the Sony, Sony logo, logo, which I never saw the point of doing that. Like it's they it, want you to know, man. Which is know. All, which is the funniest, most insecure thing when yeah. it's like, no, 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 we also make movies. Like, yeah, we, who cares? Let's do uh, our research <laughs> to find about ghosts on these Vio laptops. <laughs> it turns out the factories were all useless, and the most lucrative line of work was uh, intricate brand management. Uh, yep. <laughs> and insisting that your corporation's logo and jingle appears everywhere all the same time. Univer- I, there's a good documentary on Netflix. I think it's called The Last Mogul about the guy who basically turned Universal into the monster movies were all like B pictures, kind of regarded the same way Fast and the Furious is now. They're not. Right. These aren't serious films. They're just popular with the youth. And uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they always were. But the guy's like, well, I'm a fucking showman. I'm going to open up a studio tour and start charging tickets for it so that people can watch. Not only do we charge people to use our sets, we're going to charge people to look at people using our sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and But Universal had so many owners after that. That Universal, I love, when we were growing up, it was MCA Universal. Back when we were afraid of Japanese companies buying everything, because right. they did. 
Uh, and then I love that for a brief period, Seagram's Gin. Mm. Seagram's <laughs> Gin owned Universal <laughs> Studios. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I have mean, a delicious so highball as you enjoy the creature <laughs> from the Black Lagoon Four. So how did how did uh, Columbia get from did so like when did Coke fall out of that? Coke sold them in 1989 for a profit, and uh-huh. it I this I can barely remember this because from reading mag magazines in the library, mm-hmm. the movie Trusted News the movie Ishtar. <laughs> oh, well, yes. oh, like Jesus. it's it's does Ishtar even exist or is it just a living punchline? It's a like, far side joke. Is, is there a bigger yeah. this? Was it a one-two punch of Ishtar and imagining New Coke was if, around the same if, time? Where if, it's like we got we got to get some money back here. Coke made some, make, made some Coke bought uh, Columbia Pictures the same year they released Diet Coke. That's how that's how long ago they bought it. Mm. Um, and and the, if you go back and look at what happened, what went wrong with Ishtar? People, those articles specifically call out Coca Cola. <laughs> That it was their fault. Ishtar it's their was a movie. Of the sh- Ishtar was a Dustin Hoffman, uh, Warren Beatty movie, a uh, notorious bomb, but also a very expensive, uh, mm-hmm. like a comedy that cost the equivalent of two hundred million dollars, right? Uh, and nobody liked. But, but the special effects are just incredible. Yeah. But it's amazing. Coke Warren is Beatty's blamed hair. for that, oh, dude, they, And then they, they sold they, the company. They had a uh, CG. Uh, they did CG, that movie, yeah. uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Frosty Can of Diet Coke, and it was like, nobody wants to see this. Man, I <laughs> fucking love Honey, I Shrunk the Everything, and like nobody cares about those films now. I watched that one a lot as I, a kid. I I had say, it holds up, man. It's as real fun. As far as product placement goes, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I those Oreos. Cheerios oh, yeah, yeah. and that giant Should oatmeal pie. Oh, yeah, it was an oatmeal yeah. pie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, still, yeah. Oh. Like, that's good oh. shit. Yeah. I gotta brand that oatmeal pie. And I'm, is it I'm, Little Debbie's? I'll buy Little Debbie's. <laughs> Tell me it's Little Debbie's. <laughs> because uh, I was, really want I would love the idea now. if you go back and look at, um, if you go back and look at every channel in your cable, it's owned by Disney, ESPN, fucking everything, mm-hmm. ABC, Freeform Network, Disney HD, Disney Junior, XD. It's uh, it's Warner Brothers, HBO, TNT, Turner Classic Movies. I could go on CNN. <laughs> CNN is a fucking technically a is now an AT&T mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? And then there's there's Paramount, which doesn't have a lot of merger talk except a for Gulf that. Gulf and Western Company? I love that when you watch Indiana Fox. Jones, that beautiful fade into yeah. that mountain, it just pops up a Gulf and Western Company. <clears throat> You'll what hear that name later that? in the show. <laughs> um, but it's now Viacom. I love that uh, a merger you didn't notice was sort of uh, a Comedy Central. Two failed comedy networks launched by Warner yeah. and Paramount. Like, this is not working. The Ha Network and the Comedy Channel hmm. were not ha working. Ha Network. The Ha Network. <laughs> and they, they put them together. And for up until, like... Comedy Say, son, what's on the Ha Network? Say, doesn't sound <laughs> but Up until a few years ago, they were owned by two separate companies. Now it's all Viacom. Viacom spun off to MTV Networks, which runs Nickelodeon, yeah. MTV, VH1, a thousand other channels. But all... Your TV grows to like 600 channels, and it's five companies. Yeah. It's just so five what, companies. Did you get anything about Viacom? Because that's one of those names that like I've heard since I was a kid. I have no idea what Viacom yeah, actually I, I, I is or does, other than up, that they own half the cable. I looked it up briefly, and just that they, they, they all go back to the 2000s. And I'm like, Viacom is older than this. Yeah. I remember them buying CBS uh, from somebody. And now, now they own Star Trek, and that was... That, that was Man, yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at the, the top 50 films of last year when, in terms of gross... And it's like Paramount has to be on here once. Barely. <laughs> once. Way down. Star Trek Beyond. And living in a world with that is their most popular brand. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek. Like when that was the one the, the dog yeah. the dog thing that nobody loved. Yeah, once and, they uh once they lost like once Marvel Studios is like, no, you can't put Iron Man doesn't have Paramount on it. Avengers had Paramount like on the box. Yeah. But then they got rid of it. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, because for a while Paramount it was that split deal where like, oh, Paramount is gonna handle 
Mm-hmm. Iron Man, I think Universal handled Hulk, maybe? Yeah. Or was it, that just the Ang Lee one? No, it was. The, it was Universal had the rights to Hulk, and I think, yeah, according right. to rumors, still does. And they just played nice, and then they just gave it up or something. So I read this like, amazing article of, like, you know, Disney, obviously, for obvious reasons, acquired Marvel, and were kind of blown away by how, how well Hulk merchandise sells. Yeah. The kids, little boys love Hulk. But and so everybody's rightfully yeah. asking, why isn't there a Hulk movie? I think there's still legal entanglements mm. with Universal. Yeah, right. They can um, put him in things, but not in his own. Can't, movie. You can't make a Hulk movie Mother's yet. Millions of dollars sitting on unsold Hulk hands. <laughs> uh, I uh, think technically, uh, I think technically Universal still has the rights to Namor, Man which is like and maybe Man Namor thing? what? Uh, <laughs> Namor <laughs> booze. <laughs> hey, hey, we got we got our sound good. effects button. Um, <laughs> Um, I tell you why. Why don't we, like you know you know what I, I love looking at this in terms of Lego Dimensions. Mm-hmm. In Lego Dimensions, we've written about it as in like it's this fuck, it's this glorious bukkake of IP, like unrelated IP. It should it can now be called Lego Dimensions or not Disney because that's all they don't have. They have universe. They have uh, Comcast characters and AT and T characters. Warner Brothers, Go- Goonies, Adventure Time. Those are now AT and T properties. The, Wait, the, so Adventure Time is Cartoon Network, which is which is tu- which was Turner, Turner which ne- what, Time Warner, Time and Warner. now AT and T. So like AT and T and Comcast, ET, fucking <laughs> Beetlejuice, like those, <laughs> like those are all fucking like this episode is like the audio code of untangling your earbuds. I know, I, yeah. I, I did, I did want making to be me like anxious that. and upset. Like, <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna go into some uh, fun. Just, uh, let's call these old timey companies. How about that? Uh, let's go into that. Be back in a sec. Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from twin to California king. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, They are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a hundred night risk-free trial you don't like the casper mattress give them a call they'll come pick it up for you get rid of it and give you a full refund if you're in the market for a new mattress please consider casper and even better go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get fifty dollars towards any new mattress you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. We just did our most anticipated of the year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I should have said Sherlock. 
Yeah, and it's, I thought it was so cool, man. Like, that show is so much fun. And it's back. I don't know how you watch it. I call My, my parents call, and my dad's like, you checking out Sherlock? My dad has <laughs> never had to recommend programming to me before. He's never been more caught up I got it me. from the red box. It made me so mad. He's like, oh, the first episode is superb. I'm not going to tell you. what He used mm-hmm. the word superb, my father, about <laughs> Sherlock. I had. I to really catch enjoyed up. the characterization. <laughs> well, he likes the he likes the books. And is he it, smoking a stogie while he? Does? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who you, my dad is not Robert Loja. Oh. Well, yeah, the the voice you're doing. Stick out your thumb. Stick out your thumb, son. <laughs> it's it's how you should think my dad should sound. Yeah, fine. It's more fun that way. If, if you know that he's he's like. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, your dad is an animated cab. <laughs> Those Brooklyn Dodgers bums are what? Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Laser Time, second segment. Uh, Fans of pre-merger content may enjoy (laughs) that theme, uh, the the Nitro theme, but we'll get into that in a second. Okay. So I did want to talk in terms of like old-timey companies. I just, I vaguely remembered this commercial from the very early 80s. What's new at mobile? Let's take a look. Introducing new mobile Super Plus detergent gasoline. It still cleans fuel injectors and intake valves. Now it helps keep the very heart of your engine clean. It was mobile detergent gasoline. Gasoline that also scrubbed your pipes. Um, <laughs> but that Exxon Mobil is... We still call it that, but hmm. very like vague memories of growing up those were two separate yeah. gas yeah. stations that all of a sudden overnight became the same company and those aren't union 76s no no <laughs> that, do those still exist I don't man if know. your company is a yeah there's still 76s where if you sell I'm, gasoline and you're doing so bad you have to merge like <laughs> yeah then you're not good at your business that's definitely a sells well, itself yeah. kind of take thing. it up with our secretary of state he'll, he'll let you know how the business is doing I believe he's cashing out for a cool billion <laughs> a cool quarter of a billion as you do the, the funny thing about this though is that if you shoot a rich person with a gun you get all their money for yeah. free like it's really interesting as long as you're also rich I'm uh, but if <laughs> happy to have you spread that lie so. <laughs> um, but yes AOL Time Warner one of, this is one of my favorite things when you're looking at a, the results of a stupid merger in the face and that is Wriggling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus because hmm. we, hey, we're a pop culture show that is the first form of pop culture the fucking traveling circus act. And I mean, that, it used to just be one ring, and then, then they merged and had three dude, rings. Dude, I literally and then have... those <laughs> became the Olympic rings, which <laughs> got some facts Olympics. that are going to blow your mind. Uh, everybody knows there's a sucker born every minute. That's a quote from... Abe Lincoln. No! <laughs> God, wait, where's my sound effects? No, Dave! Uh, the owl from the Tootsie Roll. No! Uh, <laughs> that was the answer Seneca. was three. No! It, it's fucking... P.T. Barnum. P.T. A fascinating dude. Because you see that horror game that you can't get? No, no. But <laughs> P.T. Barnum started a circus at sixty because he had traveling sideshows, freak shows. Just reading about like his Was most famous pimp? act, kind of. He illegally adopted a little person, called him General Tom Thumb, taught him to sing, and became rich. <laughs> traveling around wow. the country and created an inter- this got turned that he was little the original disruptor into an international <laughs> superstar. Uh, and so he created circus acts. 
Uh, I love the original names for is this. Is that a weapon in Soul Calibur? Maybe this is <laughs> maybe this is why they don't care that Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus is such a long name. P.T. Barnum's started out the traveling sideshow. P.T. Barnum's Grand Traveling Museum, Menagerie, Caravan, and Hippodrome. <laughs> really rolls out the tongue when it rolls through town. Hippodrome is the Super NES racing game. Yeah. It's uh, where hippos where, ride bicycles. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the potato chips on The Simpsons. Um, it's a great arcade game where you fight uh, mythological beasts. He, uh, this is like eight jokes trying to like force yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time. It's where the Teenage Mutant Ninja hippos uh, <laughs> This is the most the turducken joke of all. <laughs> well, he decided to simplify things and call it P.T. Barnum's Greatest Show on Earth in the Great London Circus, Sanger's Royal British Menagerie, and the Grand International Allied Shows United. <laughs> Jesus that's a, H. Christ. That's the title of a traveling show. And eventually, is, uh, Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing right. <laughs> featuring Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Eventually, P.T. Barnum decided to merge with uh, a man named uh, James Bailey in 1881. Is this oh, before they could get me. married? <laughs> <laughs> could legally do it in Missouri. They <laughs> but they could, uh, DBZ-style, point their fingers <laughs> yeah, and, and merge into each other. <laughs> I imagine two guys from like, the 20s and like <laughs> spats doing this in the middle of a dirt-clawed field. I'm, I'm Gotenks. <laughs> so what did James Bailey from uh, It's a Wonderful Life Part do? Part George Bailey. Oh. George Bailey. It's too many, too many things happening. Uh, we're about to come up on the 100th year anniversary of when Barnum and Bailey merged with Ringling Brothers to create... Barndits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand. What the... Here, put this earring in. I'll show you. <laughs> what is, ha what yeah. is the reference uh, happening Dragon here? Dragon Ball. Dragon oh, Ball. Uh, Motherfuckers. Uh, that's good. <laughs> really shitting on my circus talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just... Wait, think the, of all I, the time we're filling. It's just the idea that there is only one circus in our country to see, and it is the resultant merger of the biggest three. And they became big, Dave, from expanding their one circle, uh, their one ring <laughs> to three ring, creating the world's first three ring circus. Holy shit! Mm. I, I this just is the first multi-screen. Uh, it's experience stadium seating, yeah. like all all the responsible of the circus, and and these that, clowns suck. We're gonna watch that elephant shit <laughs> over there. It's fun. <laughs> it's like if we eventually called TV NBC, CBS, ABC. Like the the, the three biggest things <laughs> uh, are now just ten one. years away, so yeah. I'm not too worried about We're, it. I mean, I, I watch practically only Hulu, which is mm -hmm. a joint venture yeah. from 20th Century Fox, Disney, and uh, Comcast, um, just to, to win us back. Uh, other mergers, you might not be aware. When I was a young man. If I were to ask you, what is the shittiest TV you could buy today? You would say... Magnabox? Magnabox. Simpsons reference. Sure. No, it, like it, like now it's probably a Dynex, the Best Buy brand Dynex. But no. back in the day, the, the joke was a gold star. I know this because uh. there's a joke about it in uh, Mystery Science Theory 2000's Mitchell. When mm. you see the brand LG... LG Life's G good. Uh, G G is for Gold Star. That is a merger. Oh. That is a merger between that and the Korean Lucky Company. Huh. I Lucky Gold Star. Is Mag Magnavox or JVC still around? I have no fucking idea. Well, like all other brands, they've been exhumed from their tombs by mm -hmm. some Chinese holding company that can then What's use it to sell whatever. Market enormous uh, speakers to hipsters. Sirius XM. That's oh yeah. Super yeah. weird. The satellite radio company. Well, we're gonna start a satellite radio company. Hey, we yeah. can't split the market. Still exists. Yeah, <laughs> Let's merge. Uh, and, and they and still call themselves that. Yeah. And XM is such a, a much better name, by the way. Uh, but uh, Sirius XM, the result mm. of a ten-year-old merger. Yeah. Um, and David, that's like the stupidest thing, though. Like FM. Mm -hmm. Guess what? XM. 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 <laughs> it works. I for said the... with a flannel tied around my waist. <laughs> uh, 
Worked for the X Games. Um, hey, I would make fun of that, but I love F Zero, and that's like yeah. the same joke. There, there were there, there was a number of years. I don't know if they still do it where it's HD radio, and yeah. uh, I don't. My car is going to sound the same. Yeah, the blown out speakers in my '87 Tercel. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going I'm 65, really that up. 65 yeah. miles an hour on a highway. It's just <laughs> like I can't. Hear I can't it. hear you through my five dollar imitation <laughs> earbuds. But I do remember <laughs> back like, in the day, and like, Opie and Anthony <laughs> sound great. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was the big divide between Sirius and XM. Like when yeah. they both started essentially Sirius was Howard Stern mm-hmm. XM was Opie and Anthony and you gotta pick yeah and, and now I <laughs> and the answer was neither I chose overclockedremix.org <laughs> <laughs> and most of us chose I but I had I love satellite radio for the time that I had it but it, it's, it, it became a very easy thing to live without once we all yeah. had internet once devices the six in our month pockets. subscription you got with your new car went up yeah. it wasn't even dude it wasn't even that I'm driving around in a 96 Camry delivering Chinese food listening to my third rerun of NPR and I'm like I gotta get I, I don't hmm. know what to do, man. I can't Garrison constantly Keeler? program shit for myself. <laughs> Hearing Terry Gross interview the same boring author. boy went to the <laughs> Wake Warble Garden. What was your... <laughs> Ordered the same thing he did every day. <laughs> we didn't call... Stupid TV, be more funny. <laughs> we didn't call ourselves Nazis back then. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I can make fun of Garrison Keeler because I'm a true fan. <laughs> I was at his last show. Um, but yeah, shit, I, w- and I wanted to bring that, of course. Uh, I thought the circus was a good segue <laughs> ah, to wrestling because yep. wrestling... Is essentially that it's yeah. the last. It's the third they, ring. They call them the, carnies for. They did. For well, they were traveling sideshows. Yeah. Not and to I, be confused with Kiz Arnie. Yes. And dude, the ECW wrestler. And I didn't want to go too long on PT Barnum because the dude is fat. Again, he did it at sixty. Founded the circus as we know it, but had kind of acquired animals as a result of touring around the country with freak shows. <laughs> Circus geeks biting the heads off chicken, that kind of shit. Like yeah. that's what he did. <laughs> that was that was mainstream entertainment before film. He capitalized. Um, in fact, America doesn't take care of its mentally ill people, <laughs> except for him. Oh, and uh, oh, wait, I, I forgot to mention that fact. MGM uh, began because a man named Marcus Lowe gained control of all those three studios: Metro Pictures, Goldwyn, and Mayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowe's is now the biggest only theater chain. The AMC Lowe's. Another merger. Uh, yeah. Is it the same as the Lowe's store? No, it's no, not. L O W E S. Yes. But Thank you for coming to Lowe's. Another mer- Sit you back had, and relax. You had and a enjoy good, the show. You had a good example, Dave, of uh, AOL Time Warner yeah. associated with wrestling and in a clip. how it had a major effect on wrestling. Do you have a, do we need to uh, introduce this anymore? Yeah, well, that? it's uh, from the WCW uh, Monday Night Wars documentary on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. It's a great, like, 10 part thing. Mm-hmm. One of the, part Walter, of the fallout from the yeah. uh, AOL Time Warner merger is that. Uh, the, all the executives agreed, like, we cannot... We, wrestling is not good for our networks. It's not a good yeah. fit. It's not a good brand. Even Advertisers getting, don't like it. It's it gets great ratings. ratings. Advertisers don't like yeah. it. And it was uh, the beautiful story of... Ted Turner is a fascinating dude. Oh, like, well, yeah, he'll make companies like, for spite. And yeah, who, helped create, who helped create cable, and, like, part of how TBS survived was wrestling, so... Yeah. He wanted to be in the wrestling business to make his own content yeah. and compete with WWE. When Time Warner absorbed Turner, they're like, "We want all your other shit, just not this shit." Yeah, because yeah, um, it was like WCW for a while back. And they'd been back and forth, but there was the whole Monday Night Wars where WCW actually was beating WWF yeah. at the time, and it was like unheard of. But then the back and forth, the ratings kept going up and up and up, and there was like seven, eight million people watching yeah. every Monday. But then it got to a point where WCW lost its shit, yeah, and it got dumber and dumber and weirder and weirder. And then its bosses they, they kept coming up with excuses and like yeah. money gets shifted around. But eventually, after this merger, yeah. the people are like, "Look, fuck yeah. this." Once and they saw Zodiac versus Disco Inferno, they were like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> "But I, I want it like it's it's hard to see the dangers of all the." 
that the hypothetical dangers of a, a one company owning all this stuff, and I'm sure it's out there because it's happening very slowly for us because we're slowly watching companies yeah. absorb everything. Um, but one of the things, like with the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm, they're just like LucasArts. We don't need a video game company. Shut down. Yeah. We don't. And so for a while, it looked like, well, what about Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle? And they're like. They thankfully they're allowed to still exist, but this is what happens when somebody acquires something and doesn't give a shit about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like in that Time Warner not giving a fuck about WCW, that it, it's got to be some kind of cloud that you have the second hottest wrestling brand. Yeah, there and is. At, well, at, at, at that great point, expense with, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. That's what, here's the clip. As the AOL Time Warner merger was on the verge of being finalized, WCW would be forced to explain their staggering losses to the corporation's new hierarchy. Time Warner started looking at the books and going, Where? how's this working, right? And then AOL came in, and it got even worse. The AOL Time Warner merger was completed on January 11th, 2001. I'm playing Arkham Knight now. <laughs> and WCW would no longer have Ted Turner to shield them from their financial peril. And that's a huge bummer, that yeah. the idea that they own this company, but they don't have a person at the head who cares about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was constant, it like existed in this... Like corporate oversight, also a kind of a favor nation from Ted Turner, mm-hmm. but then yeah, once it's like once uh, like tons of other executives who have no horse in the wrestling game and see how big a like red market is in the books, like yeah, we yeah. got to get rid of this shit. But and, on and, the other hand, it was like still one of the highest rated things on yeah. TNT and TBS, and it was just like you know you can rework this and mm-hmm. make it. Uh, yeah, you still so, have more viewers than most other dude. Almost any other channel and, would love this kind of thing. Twenty, year, 20 yeah. years later, executives yeah. would sacrifice testicles and firstborn for the kind yeah. of sagging numbers WCW yeah. had twenty years ago. Yeah, and and, and yeah, that they sold it to WWE for like peanuts. And, and insane. If if you think of wrestling in our lifetime, there were yeah. three companies. Mm-hmm. WCW, ECW, yeah. and they're all owned yeah. by one company now. Yeah. And because one, because Vince McMahon doesn't have an interest in those companies yeah. existing, they don't. And I mean, in the in the area of failed mergers, mm-hmm. uh, oh. I have a couple clips from this great documentary about the AWA, which was this Minnesota-based wrestling organization. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, the even the, the the start of the documentary is kind of uh, like the opposite of a merger. It's all of these. It's kind of how the United States used to be just NWA, Northern, uh, yeah. yeah, the Northern or National Wrestling they were, It was territory-based. Yeah, 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 but ter- they would agree, it was like... more commonly known as the Loot Fisk League. Yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, what they would do is they would agree, like, all right, so this guy's, he's the New York wrestler, he's going to come to your territory, do a couple weeks, and then you send your guy to this territory yeah. for a couple weeks, but, you know, he can only beat these guys and he can't lose to these guys, and, that, that you know, like, sort of tenuous but, relationships. So. But he's property of Crockett promotions, by gosh, you can't have them. And the, the, the stories of that were, are fascinating, because, yeah. like, if someone is huge in New York, no one in Georgia knows who yeah. they are, so then they have to build up this mythic persona. But, yeah, like, the AWA, the AWA documentary, they <laughs> talk about, like, hey, we would get... Um, for like one or two months a year, we would get Andre the Giant on yeah. loan, and those would be our big months. And yeah. like we would have. He was known as Andre matches. the Carpetbagger. Yes. Down, so. <laughs> uh, but so what? So the end of the documentary focuses Andre on the Bull Moose. How like at, at this point the WWE is kind of an unstoppable yeah. juggernaut, and well, because they the, the it, it seems they're like a, they're a northeastern territory. WWE, yeah, yeah. WWWF. They are a territory, and and, and it. Those documentaries but they, but, are correct, and the history books will show that well, Vince McMahon was the first to like, well, put it on TV. Yeah, we don't want to put it on TV. That'll shatter some of the illusion. We're a touring yeah. outfit. He's like, I'm going to give it worldwide attention, yeah. and that's how that's 
It seems so dumb he, that people fought that. At this point, he's buying out like every popular wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the champion of your territory is now the guy who just like wrestles at the beginning of yeah. the Saturday Night's main event. And oh yeah, yeah, like, might not even be, be at WrestleMania. But it's like In the AWA doc. It's like how they built Hulk Hogan just to have him like ripped out. Yeah. by Vince McMahon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the end of the documentary has a couple instances of not even mergers, but like it's AWA's so attempt to start these like super cards and like these kind of big events that just bring everybody together but mm-hmm. it, it just couldn't work because WWE is too powerful at the time and again they couldn't get they couldn't agree they would have these big things like my champion versus your champion mm-hmm. shitty ending that nobody likes because nobody can agree on like what's what's the better move here no mm-hmm. my, our company can't lose this, so, I think it, this is an example of a bunch of struggling companies merging to go out of business yeah and that's essentially the, the sad part of the end of the documentary what's yeah. this clip though uh, so I got two clips. The first mm-hmm. one is their first attempt of, mm-hmm. uh, like, I think it was just champion versus champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a clip of, yeah, AWA's attempts to, like, work with other companies, but it's not The reason out. that the Superclass came about and the reason the AWA and the NWA decided to co-promote an event was very simple. Desperation. It was to attempt to derail the WWE train that was gaining speed and bearing down the tracks. I think the fact that Vince McMahon was coming in and being very successful, that some of these guys that always, you know, shook your hand, but had the other hand behind the back, were now realizing we better buddy up here or we're in serious trouble. It was a good concept, but again, the egos of all the different promoters they wanted their guy up here. They wanted this for their main event. It 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 got to be where you couldn't control it. Oh, fucking yeah. music. That Today the, Show. Yeah, the yeah, the music. Wave, wave race lap yeah, music. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one other clip which is uh, Super Clash, which is when. Yeah. So that was just one. That was NWA and AWA. Yeah. Ice Cube. Yeah. And but like the number also American. the number two and number three companies. Yeah. And then they had this other. They had this event called Super Clash, which was like three brands mm. that try to work together and it was even more of a bigger boondoggle and this one I think even has a cl- uh, December 13th mm. this is, has I think Vince McMahon chiming in on it mm. December 13th 1988 was the date of Super Clash 3 the big pay-per-view that the promoters were putting on to hopefully show the world that man they could compete with Vince McMahon so it was Vern's attempt to kind of take the last of the remaining kind of independent promoters and territories if you will put them under one big umbrella and compete on pay-per-view. You've seen pay-per-view shows before where one man meets another man from the same organization. Come on, you've seen that five or six times already. I knew they couldn't order a cup of coffee together, much less work together, plan together, and have a united front. What we're talking about is a super clash. (laughs) (laughs) What is the Unsolved Mysteries music? (laughs) That, by the way, that announcer, Mm -hmm. his name is Lee Marshall. Mm -hmm. He was, yes, Mm -hmm. he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. What? Also did a ton of wrestling. They're all Ravensoft, baby. The Are guy who sings sure? the Grinch song. I think I'm he positive. was the guy who took over for. Uh, You're a mean yeah. one. Well, he might be now because yeah. Ravensoft is dead. Um, but man, yeah, mergers, mergers, mergers. Uh, f- I don't didn't even want to go into much food, but pretty much everything you eat is seven companies. Mm. Probably will be fewer as. Oh we yeah, forward. I remember seeing a graph that was yeah. like, here's yeah. Nabisco, here's whatever. And it's, oh, it all yeah. comes from the Monsanto super grub that lives underground and squirts <laughs> <Yeah>. out our <laughs> gruel nutrition. I tell you what, uh, do we have any more that we want to mention off just off the top of our heads? I mean, uh, sort of not really off the top of my head, but just like the idea of like apps too and us living in our modern age, like mm-hmm. 
everything that you have that gets huge and successful mm-hmm. is generally owned by the thing that came before it now. So it's like it, you're the new competitor never takes over the old competitor. Yeah. They just become a subsidiary of the old one. Like, you know, Venmo is owned by PayPal. Apple mm-hmm. owns all like the music competitors basically with the exception of like, you know, Tidal yeah. and Spotify. Or and and that I talked to people about I was talking to someone in DC about clean energy and like, what why is oil fighting so hard for this monopoly when all you just buy up your competitors? Right. Like be on the be the first to that. I mean that's the that whole goal. business model of Silicon Valley, and, right? Is yeah. that you're waiting to sell out. Like, yeah, the yeah, first exactly. Chance you like, can for as much money. As I mean, you if can, you haven't right? seen the show Silicon Valley, which is great, it's like it's practically why people start companies. So you're eventually right. bought by a bigger company you're aspiring to be. I mean, we've seen companies that don't com. even make available. Yeah. <laughs> we've never been trading higher. We've <laughs> <laughs> seen companies that doesn't. don't even make anything get bought up by their competitors yeah. to like prevent them from becoming competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the op- we'll here. give you six figures to stop. It's, yeah, it's the opposite of innovation and progress. But I just and like the only thing I can compare. Like, Fortunately, we've got stuff like Theranos that we can rely on. But I, I did. I grew up with like one foot of like all these other different companies in every field. And the only thing I can compare to that right now, and I'm sorry, is vapor companies. Yeah. Like even I think even tobacco is fighting off e liquids and e cigarettes. Right. Instead of acquiring them, and but since anybody can do it, there are thousands yeah. of different companies all right. skirting the lines with the IP they're using to sell this shit. Like that's yeah. orange well, Mario, man. You when is someone to come down on you? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. not very well regulated not either. Not at all. So, I mean, and that's like when I think you know, I don't think we at the table here mm-hmm. are particularly good at. I want to make as much money as fast as I can here in America, but there are people out there that are like that. Yeah. And when they see stuff like that that's mm-hmm. completely unregulated, mm-hmm. there's no FDA thing, there's no branding, it's like all you can see is dollar signs yeah. because you can do literally whatever the fuck I, you want. I'm legitimately terrified when someone who's really shrewd at business comes into the vapor game. Hmm. And we start seeing it on commercials in the back of fucking kids' comics. Well, the whole books. point is that a lot of those are already getting bought out by like the tobacco. Companies, I, I hope right? that, that yeah. I, I was wondering why they weren't. Like, well, you're, because you're, I think that it's caught up in that candy cigarette shit, isn't it? Where it's just like <laughs> you can't advertise to children when you have birthday cake flavored fucking e-cig juice. Chris. Guess what? No, <laughs> it's it's vanilla salted caramel. I'm interested it's to different. see like how many like come like shitty companies that just die and shit the bed. Mm-hmm it would take to ruin something like Google. Because, I mean, Google's bought, you know, for example here, Nest, which yeah. has become a huge shit show that sucks and doesn't work and yeah. is a huge money hole for them. And then, you know, to a lesser degree, Oculus was purchased by Facebook yeah. for however many dollars that was. Fucking hmm. billions. And then it turns out, you know, Palmer Lucky had to be put in a closet somewhere because he uh, was well, a maniac. There, and was, then... there was that, but the, the utter insanity of buying that company, oh, yeah. releasing a product, and like, oh, yeah, there's, they're not available. Hmm. Like, yeah. Why would anybody make a game for something people can't use? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Twitter buys Vine and shutters it? I mean, yeah. just Did they buy stuff- Vine or start Vine? They bought it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit happens all the time. I love that, remember, like, oh, my God, TwitPick? Yeah. How you couldn't put a fucking oh, yeah. picture oh, on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah, unless yeah. you went through TwitPick, and they eventually bought TwitPick, undermined it. I mean, a lot of these cases is like they just use the technology mm-hmm. and they get rid of the name, right? Sure. Like, because the other thing too is like you buy these companies just to acquire staff. Like I know Apple yeah. and Google do that a lot. Yeah, where it's, it's just well, like, staff in a proprietary thing they built, and then now, yeah. well, now it's ours, and yeah. and we'll f- <laughs> flush your name down the toilet. And yeah, I mean, Sony, because Sony or the PlayStation division of Sony had bought that streaming service. What was it called? Like with a sort of a G. And it was like, what the fuck? Oh, Gree? It wasn't Gree. Um, no, not Gree. But it was a streaming uh, technology, and it was where some people initially like, yeah, what, what are that? you going to do with that, Sony? And it was Sony thinking ahead that like maybe part of our business will Gaikai. shift from... Gaikai. That's Gaikai. what Will shift yeah, yeah. from being selling a disc in a store, but streaming something in literally no physical copy, not right. even a physical download on your yeah. hard drive. Um, Which, you know, is great, because they only give me 500 fucking gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll never happen. But... 
That sounds like a good time to talk about video games, oh, which we will when we get back from this break. Chris, haven't done this in a little while. I'm aware the Ringling Brothers news is dated, and I am really depressed about that. I wanted to talk about this for such a long time, and they have to go and announce the closure of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. We got no more circus anymore. There's officially nothing. Not, there's nothing relatable in Dumbo anymore. Doesn't feel good, does it? Braces, black crows, drunk elephants. None of it exists. It was the 40s. Anyway, <laughs> let's travel back in time a little, a little more, shall we? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, for our patrons and for everybody, uh, the Monday Night Movie at 6 o'clock today, that being the uh, 23rd, but it won't matter if you're hearing this after that, uh, but you can still see it on patreon.com slash lasertime or get it on uh, lasertime.bandcamp. But we're going to be doing it live with everybody who can be there live. It's uh, Black Dynamite, baby, as voted upon by you. Black Dynamite, a really, really, really funny movie that I have not seen in about 10 years. Voted upon by our patrons at patreon.com slash lasertime. Also for patrons right now is a Royal Rumble commentary for the Royal Rumble 2003. The uh, 30th Royal Rumble is happening this uh, very week, at the end of this week, Sunday, uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lasertime. We have a Royal Rumble-themed fantasy fight featuring every single Royal Rumble winner ever. Uh, in addition to that, a new episode of Cheap Popcast only for patrons at patreon.com slash lasertime. If you've been looking at my social feed, you can guess what we'll probably be talking about on bonus time. I don't want to say it here because it always makes people mad. Also on our YouTube channel, we have been streaming... Resident Evil 4, now it's time to jump into the future. RE7, I believe, is out this week. Uh, in addition to what you might not know, because I haven't talked to you guys in a while, we've been streaming all of Zelda 2 in honor of its anniversary, as discussed on 302010. Uh, 302010 being the weekly Laser Time show with me, Brett, Dave, and Diana Goodman talking about what happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, and a lot of stuff, fun stuff this month that we found out about through 302010, such as watching Jackie Chan's first strike with everybody. That was super fun. And uh, the Zelda 2 stream. But yeah, check that out at lasertimepodcast.com. In addition to that, of course, we have our weekly episodes of Vigigam Apocalypse, Talking Simpsons, down to the final two episodes of the fourth season. Will we do a season four wrap-up for patrons? We did it for every other uh, season, I believe, which you can find at patreon.com slash laser time. I've plugged enough. Last one, last one. stay tuned to our YouTube channel. We should have something for you on the Switch. We talked about that on Video Game Apocalypse last week. Big Nintendo fanboy. Can't wait. I'm a little congested. Enjoy the rest of the show. Coming in with 
Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts. I forget the artist's name, but uh, I'm sure you can Google it. Um, <laughs> Let's just say Hatsune Miku. Kingdom Hearts, significant Perfect. for reasons we will get into momentarily, because we're talking <laughs> about... Uh, of the Softman Corporation. Yeah. Man, because I, I had the revelation out there. Every company... I got into games super hard during the NES period, and any company who made games for the NES mm -hmm. I either merged, doesn't exist... Or is Konami or Capcom? Konami yeah. and Capcom are the only ones who haven't seemed to merge. Where, but even though Konami did absorb the Hudson, all the Hudson license, I believe, um, your 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 precious bonks and your Bombermans. Yeah, there's um, a weird thing like with with Sunsoft and mm -hmm. like yeah, there's a lot of random games that now roll up into Konami that I keep forgetting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest one for video games is obviously like Square Enix, mm -hmm. which. Has been Square Enix since like 2001. Is yeah, when they merged, and, th that's, and that's what inspired me on this because you were Japan never drops the names from its mergers, and like I don't think any well, I don't know American if I can say that categorically, but can can well can any American they but they merge all the time. They keep those names for a very long time. All my examples are yeah, yeah and like. But Yoshiro Enix Soft and Toro Bank. It's usually what happens is they make a big holding company yeah. that is a new company, but then like there's still a company called Sega. Yeah, and is there a more exciting term than holding company? Oh, oh boy. I, mean, I hear that and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but so Square Enix, uh, these two lovebirds began as two separate companies. Uh, <laughs> but like competitors in the same field, yeah, so kind of the same product. Much, yeah. Well, Enix, Enix is interesting because Enix was founded in 75 as... Idisha Boshu Service Center, mm -hmm. uh, which sold real estate magazines and other weird stuff, and eventually had like a computer game contest. And uh, when they realized, like, oh hey, video games, we could make video games and that would make money, they renamed the company Enix in 1982, which uh, is a mixture of the word Phoenix and Ooh. ENIAC, which is one of the first huge computers. Oh, in history. <laughs> Those are the ones that did uh, Return to Innocence. Oh, yes. So eventually Enix makes Dragon Quest, huge game, mm -hmm. RPG, becomes a phenomenon in Japan, and Enix over time makes numerous games in the U.S. We, know, we get Dragon Warrior, yeah. renamed from Dragon Quest occasionally, but Enix as its own thing is never that big here. That's, why, that's what made me think about this, because yeah, Enix has no clout with a Western audience, Not like really. as a brand or yeah. a company name, yet... I, I wonder if like just a kid just says Square Enix like reflexively because we will still well say yeah because Dragon Quest was again this 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 almost dream scenario of mm -hmm. oh Akira Toriyama Dragon Ball guy mm -hmm. is going to do all this art and character mm -hmm. designs and you're going to have an RPG and it's going to become this like cultural event every time a new Dragon Quest yeah. launches where people just camp in the I, in the 80s which is like didn't they say that like uh, they had to change the game the, the day games came of, out that is one of the like I've never known if that's factually correct sounds or urban, not. very urban it's legendy urban legendy but it's like they changed the name so that games have to come out on Sundays or something yeah when kids are not kids in are school because they were school. skip school to buy and play Enix games but so then Square is founded in 1983 as Square and made a few games here and there um, other stuff in there it's not just games but eventually makes Final Fantasy clearly mm. aping Dragon Quest like well if that's big that's, mm. let's do that too uh, we got Final Fantasy 2 in the US which was 4 in Japan but that box if you look at the box just says Square Yeah. but by 1993 on things like Secret of Mana and 1994 with Final Fantasy 3 6 mm. it says Squaresoft and that's ah. a logo a lot of people wouldn't recognize more as Squaresoft mm -hmm. um, and thanks to the 90s and spinoffs PlayStation popularity Squaresoft becomes a thing and we all if you know games in the US you probably have heard Squaresoft because of Final mm -hmm. Fantasy because Final Fantasy destroyed Dragon Quest mm -hmm. in the U.S. Then you get to 2001, and from 1999 to 2001, both of those companies eat shit hard yes. through well, because of okay, multiple so they were suffering. Yeah, through multiple delays. Like Dragon Quest Seven gets delayed a lot. That hurts mm -hmm. Enix. 
They didn't have a lot of other like they had some other Dragon Quest spinoffs that 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 missed their dates. Square, uh, if you remember Spirits Within, the big Ooh, CG yeah. movie they made in 2001. Yeah. Made a whole studio in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Made a studio in Hawaii, ate shit harder than any game thing has ever made. Maybe ever eaten shit. I think Sakaguchi still lives out in Hawaii. Wow, oh, yeah, man, what a deal. <laughs> um, so in 2001, uh, they're both like, their fiscal years are just nuts. And they're like, well, look, we're both making games in the same field. Development costs are going up. We should probably just merge, even though there's times when it's like both of them are like, we're not that attractive, we're not attractive, but what choice do we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, this time I'm going to get married one day. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, but that's how you get Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, 2001, which uh, the last game, I think we were looking up, maybe the first Square Enix game was Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, and one of the last being Kingdom Hearts. Well, Kingdom Hearts actually is a Square EA joint. Oh. <sighs> So yeah. Square EA is a different company made in 1998. Up until that merger happens, we when call Square Squee-A. Squee-A, uh when when Square buys back the shares of that company so that they can merge with Enix. But Square EA was in the U.S. Electronic Arts would help localize and get a lot of Square games out because if you think back to 99, yeah. 2000, 2001, think how many Square games we got yeah. because like Brave Vincent Musashi, Parasite Eve, Xenogears. Uh, Chrono Cross, Kingdom Hearts, all these things come out back to back to back to back. Yeah. Final Fantasy eight, nine, ten, like mm-hmm. back to back to back to back to back. Like Square mm-hmm. didn't have the means to local to yeah. do all that. And then in Japan, there was EA Square that was supposed to bring Western games over. Oh, big surprise, bringing Madden to the, to Japan. <laughs> yes, big surprise was not nearly as successful. <laughs> but by all by all accounts, Square EA was a success. Yeah. But once they merged, they had to just. But that's why if you flip to the back of FF ten or even Kingdom yeah. Hearts, you will see Square EA on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was not really a merger. They made their own company. Yeah. And then uh, the it, partnership. It, yeah. It disappeared when they merged with Enix. It's still, it's still, if you're such a, if you're a hardcore game weeb, a little older than us, <laughs> to see Square's name on a Dragon Quest game is, yeah, it's, it like, was, it's yeah. like seeing Disney's name on like a Madagascar movie. Yeah. yeah it was really strange at the time where you're like, really? The two, like, these yeah. are the two competitors the two who make the two biggest RPGs in the world and they're now the same company. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the, yeah. seemingly. Everything after that became a little easier for them, and they eventually acquired IDOS, and now yeah, now Square control Enix owns a Western IP, Hitman, yeah. Deus Ex, uh, yeah. Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider is now technically a Square game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first Arkham, that yeah. first Arkham game is technically a Square game. Under oh those yeah, because yeah. it was IDOS. Mm-hmm. Um, Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. Bandai was founded in 1950 as a toy and model company. Uh, became one of the biggest toy companies in the world, especially in Japan, because of mm-hmm. you think Gundam models. You think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamen Rider, Ultraman, Power Rangers, which they are partly responsible for the existence of. Yeah. So Bandai, a lot of clout there. Namco was founded in 1955 as Nakamura Manufacturing, Whoa. making uh, kids. Nakamura. Yep, making kids rides in Yokohama. Um, 1958 became Namco, which stands for. <laughs> Nakamura Amusement Machine Manufacturing Company. Nice. And in 1974, this is where it gets super tangled. In it. 1974, mm-hmm. Atari was eager to offload Atari Japan because mm-hmm. it wasn't doing shit and it wasn't making any money. I always wondered how this happened. God damn it. So Sega and Namco bid for Atari's stuff. And Namco makes, at the time, an insane... People are like, you're nuts. Like 800 grand or something for this thing that's like kind of failing. Pac-Man and fucking... Well, well, they did Pac-Man, but it was more like... There were classic Atari games that now they could put in arcades. But what mm. really made Namco take off was... Galaxian, Pac-Man, Pole Position, Dig mm-hmm. Dug. These are Namco games. And uh, then in the 90s, Namco hits it big on the PlayStation with things like Tekken, Ace Combat, Soul Edge, Soul Calibur. 
Um, to, Nam- to Namco, me, they, they defined the early PlayStation experience. Yeah, like they, Namco ruled my the world. The PlayStation launch is three Namco games in yeah. Toshin, and, and then basically. like even yeah. after that, and you get the, the Namco Museum. I think one of the first companies yeah. to release like well done compilations yeah, so of like, their old stuff. I, this merger, I remember like. I'm not too I, like I was somehow against the idea of like who the fuck does Bandai think they are? Yeah. Namco to me is synonymous with modern gaming. Yeah, I'm yeah. not calling them that. So mm. then in 2005, and here's the actual GameSpot article. Mm. Um, Motivated by a shrinking user base, higher development costs, lower trending prices, and increasingly demanding development. You said that twice. Great, mm. great, great intro. <laughs> Toy giant Bandai and game publisher Namco today announced they would join operations. The alliance will become official on September 29, 2005. When the two companies join operations and form a holding company to be known as Namco Bandai Holdings, Inc. Mm. Now, it would be called in the U.S. Namco Bandai, and in Japan, Bandai Namco. So because of what name means anything, wherever. Yeah. But as of 2014, I think they were like, no, it's just Bandai Band- Namco because everywhere. Because looking into it, Bandai is a much bigger and yeah, more successful yeah, yeah, yeah. company than Namco. Than, uh, way more so than I thought, because they've yeah, been a successful huge. company since like the 50s or the 60s. 50s, yeah. So as far as toys go in Japan, they're number one, yeah. and in the world, they're like number four. Yeah, five, if you like, like go to Akihabara, like anything that's not a glowing screen is a Bandai yeah. property. Every toy, every uh, doll. Including the huge titty statues. <laughs> yes, the, and, yes. And uh, lady pillows. Placed on the ground floor where anyone can see them. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one here, and the, the, you know, there's, there's no shortage of this stuff, but uh, just some higher profile ones, which... I'm even leaving some stuff out because I think there's angles in here I forgot about. But Sega Sammy. Yeah. I, that's the one I... Like, after, what the fuck? After David Lee Roth took over in Van Halen, <laughs> Sammy <right>. Hagar <laughs> merged with Sega. Yes. So Sega founded in 1951 <laughs> as a service games making amusement devices on military Sega bases. Master Hagar. <laughs> and again, I would encourage to read the book Service Games for a full rec- accounting of this. It's really interesting. But they're making games for bases on in Japan, U.S. military bases. Gulf and Western acquires Sega. Ah. Uh, the same company that acquired Paramount. Is this Gulf the oil, the oil company? I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, I don't know actually, but acquired Sega in 1969. Then mm-hmm. Sega was owned by CSK Holdings Corporation in 1986. Sega bounced around all over the place, mm-hmm. but eventually in the early 80s starts hitting a big with some of their arcade machines, and then the Sega Master System, and then obviously the Mega Drive and Genesis mm-hmm. with Sonic the Hedgehog, things like Streets of Rage, Outrun. They have a lot of huge hits. Um, but we all know mid 90s early early to mid 90s Sega famously botches a lot of shit consecutively with the, including the, a merger the 32X <laughs> uh, uh, dude the 32X the Saturn the Dreamcast they're all not managed very the well the Sega channel the Sega <laughs> channel like there's just so much stuff happening and it's all there's if you're so playing online it's probably Fred Durst that's kicking your ass yes <laughs> uh, great nice oh my god I but there's so out. much infighting between Sega of Japan Sega mm. of America and Sega of Europe where it's just like no one can get anything done and they're like actively working against each other and Sega just has to eat shit hard and in 2001 drops out of the hardware game um, but before we get to that point Sammy as a company has found the 1975 patchy slot machines gaming things uh, where you play games and, Shinko. and involved in the Guilty Gear series and other video games but you really don't I mean I didn't know them mostly as video game stuff it was more Sega mm-hmm. but come 2004 this is a New York Times article uh, from 2004. The Sega Corporation, the embattled video game maker, mm-hmm. said today that it would merge with the Sammy Corporation, a leading manufacturer of pachinko gaming machines. The deal, which is expected to be completed on October 1st, ends years of speculation about one of the oldest names in the software industry, Sega, which also slashed its profit forecast by 90%. Oh, no. oh my God. Has struggled to compete with Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, which all make high-powered game machines. 
by combining forces with Sammy, Sega hopes to concentrate on its software for game arcades. Most pachinko machines are now driven by computer <laughs> chips. A lucrative growing market. In Japan, they get something money. Sega, or Sammy, will also be able to expand beyond the pachinko industry, where sales have declined 10% since 95, and bolster wow. its operations, uh, making software for money game. for the Yakuza. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> with so, pachinko balls. But, yeah. like, Atlas <laughs> rolls up into this somewhere. Persona, they, like, all this stuff gets caught up in... It, in it seemed like... That because Atlas was a, the much stronger company with a lot more. I mean, they were riding with less high. to gain th- by being bought because they had hot properties where Sega yeah. se- seemingly can't put any even more a good more Sonic game more out. humble revenue, mm-hmm. but like really get a game made. But they could get games made and had like go- a lot of goodwill with the fan base. Yeah, like, yeah I'm actually surprised Atlas they didn't decide stuff. to call themselves Sega Atlas. Like Sega Atlas. <laughs> uh. um, but that's really the the most like obvious game ones where like these were big companies that usually had to join forces because neither one of them was doing great and you, and only in Square Enix is a case where like we're doing the same thing let's yeah. just join forces because we both made a series of blunders at the exact same time 99 see, 99 one I think you could consider Activision Blizzard which is still yeah. I think the mm-hmm. legal designation of that company although from what I hear there is no connection formal relations like yeah. Activision doesn't talk to Blizzard and Blizzard doesn't talk to Activision but they are one company I'd say Blizzard's winning that exchange but the, the, yeah. they were companies that were both successful and I think what you is hear about Vivendi part of that though too they were part of putting them together but Vivendi okay. is that company that like hostily takes over ah. successful oh, companies yeah. and I think Ubisoft is currently like fending off for years right. like an yeah, acquisition an E3 right. like we are together. Yeah. As Ubisoft. Yeah yeah like oh, not yeah. to be overtaken. It was, it was really weird like just a CEO from Ubisoft sounding like he's leading a resistance yeah. as a as a company like Vivendi. Well, the French would know. <laughs> <laughs> La resistance. So we can end this. I, what 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 mergers do you want to see? <laughs> uh, and I remember when I worked there, I felt that way. But I I know there's got to be some drawbacks to one company owning everything because it's there is that scenario that like all right, Disney uh, says. No more Jews. So all of a sudden, the top ten grossing <laughs> movies don't have Jews in them. They could, they could do that. Probably won't. Haven't shown signs of being awful and mean. Uh, if acquired, pretty much everything I've ever loved. Mm-hmm. They so. already own Chip and Dale and their their movies and the Flight of the Navigator and the strip clubs. And now they own the <laughs> the Muppets and, and Marvel and Star Wars. Which I would, is crazy. And I would like to see them. Uh, like I wanted to see them badly acquire either Capcom or just Nintendo. Like. Yeah, they, they all seem very fit for each other, yeah. especially oh. Nintendo and Disney. Nintendo and like, Disney are, seem are like, match made in heaven. Yeah, that seems like a good... I'm sure there's downsides that I'm not, mm. you know, like, what do you do with that much? Like, they're going to open that amusement park in Japan, mm. uh, but that's tied to the Universal, right? Yeah, Yes. So that's but, already But Universal is like shit. this fucking shell corporation, yeah. who, since they have no successful properties. Well, in Japan, it's that's like... That's why they're making a ride based on Jimmy Fallon, because that's, that's the things... <laughs> That's what Universal owns. That's well, why they have... Talk about a tower of terror, am I right? <laughs> the shit in Universal, I always call <laughs> I always call it the island of misfit IP. Yeah. Because you go there and it's like, a ride based on the Grinch, Shrek, the Mummy. The Mummy. Uh, Harry Potter and the Simpsons. Like, you can like some of these, but it's almost impossible... I'm going to have just as much fun with a Jurassic Park ride as I am with the Curious George What experience. can you make some leftovers when you come home drunk at 2 a.m.? The, com- <laughs> the comic strip alley of Lucy, the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it is. 
is the uh, fucking the Universal potatoes. Studios is the uh. flaming homer of like celebrating <laughs> yeah. IP. But you can have a flaming homer at you Universal Studios. Yes, you can. It's not purple though. Flaming I'm not drinking mo. it. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. There's just something about Capcom and or Nintendo and or Disney that there's something there that feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, Capcom's. It's it's probably just because of the Disney stuff they did in the 80s and 90s oh, yeah. that that sticks so much in everybody's brain. But yep. it's less like I don't see Devil May Cry and Monster Hunter and and Street Fighter all really gelling with the Disney uh, you world. Don't think a little Resident Evil in Fantasyland. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but and there's there's oh, man, dude, Disney there's, started making Resident Evil movies. Dude, there is Chibi Tyrant. Again, speaking of Universal in Japan, Resident Evil ride, Monster Hunter ride yeah. at Universal. So it's like. They, they kind seem, of invite everybody in. If it's these, popular, yeah. we didn't make it, we don't care. Uh, it's not like I want a merger there by any means. It's just like it seems like there's one of those three or all three. It just seems like something that would make sense, especially Disney Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Can I give you a quick shift into grim territory? Oh, please. How about I quiz you real quick? Please. I'll pull up my soundboard. Is this car manufacturer oh, mergers? Car times. Oh, okay. Nice. okay. <laughs> oh, my God, because that is just a sea of acquisitions. <laughs> there's only right? a couple that actually own everything. It's the same thing. It's, it's like yeah, there's GM four or five. Ford own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who owns <clears throat> right. Lamborghini? Uh, wow. Uh, Volvo? No? <laughs> nope. Right. Uh, Volkswagen Group. Answer. Ah. Really? Huh. Yep. Who owns Porsche? EA. Volkswagen Group. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> who owns Ferrari? Huh. Volkswagen Group, bunch of dirty whoops. Fiat, yep, oh. correct. Fix yeah, it again, still Tony. in house. Yes, they're still in house. Just go baby. vague. Who briefly owned uh, Jaguar and Range Rover? Ford, I believe. Yes, that's yes, correct. that's <laughs> correct. Because my dad was bummed out because he was he was a boring Volvo man his yes. whole life. And Who then, are now owned by a Chinese holding company. Are they really? Yes, I they thought are. they were Ford. But uh, they were, yeah, they were briefly. But then they got sold off. Nobody wanted to buy them, so now they're owned by something. No and one's I, ever heard. I love think, if think of like try. Try your best to think of somebody ever. Let's start a car company. <laughs> like, it, yeah. N- why would anybody ever do that? Be- Did you see the Faraday Future stuff at all? No. At CES. So mm-hmm. there's a competitor for Tesla that's basically 17 Chinese shell companies with a good front of looking like a Silicon Valley company, mm-hmm. and they made a supercar that wouldn't start during the presentation. Ten cent the ride. At CES. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> And they did, an, in, they did a 0 to 60 test inside mm. a building in front of a crowd of people on the stage, which is quite funny. Wow. Any other car mergers? Like, I mean, offhand. I mean, uh, who has a partial stake in uh, Subaru? Um, lesbians. <laughs> Give yourself a round of like a little bad did laugh. You, that too, was yeah. an amazing article talking about like, that is kind of what would a throwaway stereotype. Uh. But that Subaru actively marketed yep. to Les- yeah. The lesbian community was one of the first product of any kind to market to the LGBT community. I didn't know it was intentional oh. on the, on behalf of the company. They tried to do that. They thought, yeah, they seem to like our car. It meets their lifestyle. Let's do that. And like, oh, no idea. That. was totally baffled by uh, that. Dot hack. Dot, uh, dot <laughs> hack. Well, they're actually owned by Fuji Heavy Industries is what? the name of their parent company, but they are majority share, I think, owned by GM. So, mm. What does Kia roll up into? These Kia days? is part of Hyundai, which mm-hmm. is the Korean contingent, and that's self-contained. It's still very... Uh, it's one of the very few things that are still provincial. Like, most of the car companies still are uh, located in their countries. origin countries mm-hmm. and have brands yeah. that are from there, with the well, exception of Lamborghini and Volkswagen. Who was the guy we were doing... We would do hangouts with him, and he lived in a small town in Georgia mm-hmm. where the Kia plant was. So, like... Yeah. It, he said it was, like, the oddest turn of racism where the ruling class are the foreign-speaking Koreans in Georgia, mm. and the lower-class white people work for them. 
Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it created the most confusing <laughs> racism he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, <laughs> well, damn, another long day at the factory. Can I get another uh, soju there, Roger? <laughs> Thank you, that Korean's real riding my ass. You got a two liter of bong available? <laughs> Busting my hump over this chrome manifold. I don't, I don't know cars. That works. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't be chrome, though. <laughs> but, 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 uh, Good if you try. So you're a car guy. Can you think of like a car company you'd like to work with another one or merge or operate? At this point, I mean, it's all a bunch of jerk-offs. <laughs> Uh, so uh, just, I, I always say like for Disney because because we did we, we've worked for some of these companies and we've we've talked to a lot of these companies the even the obscure minutia of your past is kind of hard to preserve if you all you do is make games mm-hmm. whereas Disney's like anything they've ever done yeah. they'll create a product or something to make that person happy yeah and, and that's, that's why I vote I, I lean towards Disney for things mm-hmm. like Capcom or Nintendo because mm-hmm. Disney above everyone else is the brand manager. Yeah. They have made characters relevant since the 30s yep. and they reacquired a, a character a from the that, 1920s. There's a kid born made a, today they sell hats that will know now. who Goofy is. Oswald. And yeah, like, and Oswald who are going to be a century old by the time mm-hmm. that kid's old enough to read. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> it's insane. Like and there's so much cool stuff that a lot of these game companies did but because games were so new and mm-hmm. in the 80s nobody nobody took care of that shit and it's like lost as as yeah. f and it take it's up to fans to like find that stuff in the wild and preserve it and whereas if you get the disney machine on it like yeah they'll preserve that stuff and they'll make sure it's there forever you know and, they'll and they'll, and they'll really make, go through with the marvel versus capcom theme park which is all i've ever uh, really wanted to, and, and to dress like, a spider-man and run through arthur's yeah. uh, haunted village line for spider-man 700 <laughs> miles long My, line for tron bond four people you gotta get yeah. that fast pass baby <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, in terms of wrestling, mm-hmm. it would just be like, uh, again, like the even though the, the, they were failures, mm-hmm. some like like the number two and three companies or three yeah. and four companies. Like, I mean, just personally thinking, I love watching New Japan, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what's happening. But you mix that with something like Lucha Underground, which mm. is a, a, amazing storytelling. Mm-hmm. Having those two kind of elements together would be like a great alternative to WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I did I thought I saw that like, not getting TNA involved cuz they're almost like a British on the brink of a, a British channel bankruptcy. restarted their wrestling yeah, league. World of Sport. World of Sport. Yeah. World of Sport. But that's again interesting. That's why I think we're all rooting for TNA despite not watching it yeah. because we want there to be more than one product yeah. on the market cuz it, it that yeah. makes the other product better. Mm-hmm. Um, usually theoretically but they never seem to <laughs> get there. Hey you can let us know yours. I think then. this is why we all care about individual contributors. It's, it's a, like nobody's a fan of Vendi. Like, yeah. that's yeah. my favorite brand. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I love holding company. Who's your favorite holding company? Uh, Tencent for sure. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but but you can tell us yours. It, 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 these are just kind of a uh, dream acquisitions, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just just something to to dwell on. I don't know if this. I don't even know if this is a good or bad thing. Apparently, mm-hmm. it has nothing but bad ramifications for a small amount of people mm. to control a large amount of shit. Yeah. But it's occurring good. so slowly and just constantly normalizes itself. I don't notice it's, anything. I think it's a pretty good segue into our next, you know, announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laser Time's survival department <laughs> in the online store. We've acquired Retronauts. Buckets of freeze-dried food <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ammunition. Uh, but, hey. Beds for Russian prostitutes to piss in. Current. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can keep us from having to merge with a more successful podcast by going to patreon.com slash laser time uh, and merge your wallets with our survival. <laughs> nice. Uh, how about that? We got a weekly free show for you, uh, uncut. Bonus time. Bonus time, baby. We do it every week. It's been super fun. 
Uh, man, I got a little rambly the other week. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But uh, yeah, a lot of other fun stuff on lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, a show every workday for that ass. Talking <laughs> Simpsons every Wednesday if you like The Simpsons. And you can tell by several <laughs> drops during the show we do. Uh, but uh, yeah, chronological breakdown of every episode of The Simpsons. We are wrapping up season four. I can't believe we've done that much. Thank you, Bob, and thank you, Henry. Patreon uh, is also the home of uh, uh, Cheap Podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. If you liked all the wrestling chatter we had in this episode, there's way more of that, and we'll be talking about the Royal Rumble in a week or so. So it uh, should be a good time. Mm. There's uh, Thursdays is 302010, 302010.net. Uh, weekly look back uh, at 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, that exact week. So the movies that came out that week, the songs that were number mm. one that week, the so TV shows fun. that aired that week. Um, t- uh, for eighty seven, ninety seven, and two thousand seven. So uh, check that out every so every Thursday. Every Thursday, um, and and Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show. Grim has been a guest on it uh, several times, including a lot of best of the year stuff. Thank you for coming on for that, buddy. Anything Absolutely. you want to plug, Grimothy? Just uh, pseudo bread on Twitter. All I got. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for listening. LaserTimePodcast.com for more. Uh, we'll see you next week. Rolling around at the speed of sound.